Welcome to the Kingsway Christian Fellowship. We hope that you'll be blessed as you listen to this audio sermon streamed live from Melbourne, Australia. Kingsway Christian Fellowship is a family Bible-based non-denominational church preaching Jesus Christ, based in Wonturner. Visit www.kingswaychristianfellowship.com. Now here is Pastor Werner Schultz. So praise the Lord. If we would be able to look into all the churches uh, nowadays around the world, and there are so many different churches, those who call Jesus Christ their Lord and their Savior and the head of the church. Hallelujah. And we would see people in uh, horrible circumstances being together just hungry after the word of God. Do you know what this word means to them? Do you know what this word means to us this morning? We don't have anything beside the Holy Spirit. We have Jesus, his presence, and his word. Hallelujah. I can't understand that some Christians... Do not treasure the word of God. And that's so important for us. And this morning I want to preach on something. And that is David's second encounter with a giant. We know the first encounter he had that was very clearly when he overcame this giant Goliath. Now it wasn't finished then. And we see David, he was an icon in Israel. What do I mean by this? He was a very important person and every Israelite knew who David was, what he did, how long he lived, and what it meant for them to be uh, to that uh, David was the king of God wanted to be in Israel the king after God's own heart now David is a role model for us and we see of course he was an icon and the only icon Israel had was David the man after God's own heart. Was he in every point uh, without any fail? Is there anything David did wrong? Anybody knows about it? Yes? Why was he an icon in Israel then? Because everything they do of David a man after God's own heart. I remember years and years ago, somebody came to this church, and uh, so he said, can I speak to you, pastor? And afterwards, I spoke to him and said, you are a man after my heart. I thought, oh boy, that sounds bad. I don't want to be a man after anybody's heart. I want to be a man of God after God's own heart. Amen. Of course, he came for a 
numbers of weeks or one or two months, I don't know. But when we went deeper into the word and really into the preaching and really where the rubber hits the road in our Christian walk, all of a sudden he disappeared. Perhaps I was no longer a man after his heart. But I want to be a man after God's own heart. Hallelujah. And that was David. Everybody esteemed David very, very high. And when Jesus was on the earth, Jesus always was called Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me or on us. Now, David had a wonderful victory. Hallelujah. And every Sunday school child knows the story, you know. And he was swinging his his sling around and round and round and round and bang and hit the giant Goliath here right on the forehead and he tumbled down. That was very interesting and is interesting for the children in Sunday school. But it's also interesting for us and now I want to speak about a second encounter. If you and when you gave your life to Jesus Christ, that was wonderful, amen? There was a glorious victory. You remember you were free from the bondage of sin and the burden was taken away and your old life was gone. But little did you perhaps know that one day in your life walking with Jesus, you might encounter a second giant. And he stands suddenly before you. What do you do? And that was here in David's life. Let's read from Second Samuel. Chapter 21, the verses 15 to 17. Now when the Philistines were at war against, with Israel, fought against, with Israel, David went down and his servants with him. And as he fought against the Philistines, David became weary. It's very interesting and important to understand David was no longer this young man, 16 years or so. He was old as well. And according to a Bible uh, commentary, he was about in this time 60 years. Anybody who is 60 years, let me see your hand. We're all old. Oh, Sister Vani, yes. God bless you. So he was in the youth like our Sister Vani. And so he heard about this battle. He said, I'm going to come with you. And he had it in mind to fight along with all Israel against the Philistines because there were always, always enmity between the Philistines and Israel. And you realize all the time you walk with Jesus, 
there is enmity between your walk, you, and the flesh to your old life. And it's so important that the old life no longer exists. That's why we do baptism. That's the meaning of baptism. The old eye has been drowned and doesn't exist anymore. And some Christians said, it's an old, old thing. I heard it when I was a young man. But the old Adam, you know, that's what we say sometimes, he can swim. And he comes against you all of a sudden. Your old life is there. Didn't I have victory about it? Jesus took all my sins away. But this old Adam, he dived or dived and then he came up again. And you have perhaps a new battle on your hand. Now I want to read a little bit further. David became weary, verse 16. Then Ibishai, Benob, was amongst the descendants of the giants, the white of whose spear was 300 shekels of bronze and white, was girded with a new sword, and he intended to kill David. Abishai, the son of Seriah, helped him and struck the Philistine and killed him. Then the men of David swore to him, saying, You shall not go out again with us to battle so that you do not extinguish the lamp of Israel. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. And we can learn a lot out of the life of men of God of old. Lord, how they lived and how we can live and we learn a lesson, I pray. Teach us this lesson this morning. I thank you for your word. And I thank you, Lord, that you protected David then. And that was your plan. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, there's also protection and victory for every born-again Christian. I bless your wonderful name, I pray. Give grace to speak your word. Give grace to listen to your word. And give grace to act upon your word in the precious and wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. When I read this book years ago, The Heavenly Man and Back to Jerusalem, everybody knows this book from Brother Yun uh, from China. And when I read this story and this book, you know what came to me? These people in China, what they are going through is horrible. Horrible. And still, the church is growing. Not growing under Christian rock music. Do you understand me? They are growing under the Spirit of God and the simple teaching of the Word of God. Amen? I have a friend 
He traveled many, many times to China and preached there. And he is the one who brought also Brother Yun out from there and accepted him and received him in Frankfurt when he came from China. Valdemar Sadachuk is his name. And I inquired with him, is it really so what the book is writing about this man? He said, yes, I know him. He lives with us here in this place. I know him. Everything is true. Hallelujah. Isn't it wonderful? It's very easy to write a book and claim things, but being founded in the word of God, and it's still true. That was, which was true 20 years ago must be true today. Otherwise, it was never true at all. And so we see here something. There was battle. As I said, David was a great icon in Israel. There was always battle between Israel and uh, uh, Philistines. And this time, David wanted to go along. David was a lion killer, and he killed the bear, and also the giant Goliath. In the, t in the time between then and now, in this first, uh, or in Second Samuel, the story right now, where many years passed, now David was all of a sudden again involved in a battle. If you follow Jesus, there will perhaps no day without battles. Am I right? All the Christians say amen or nay. Amen. amen. Yes, every day. And perhaps you had a battle last week, I don't know. And sometimes these battles come very massively against you because one thing is for sure, Satan wants to bring you to fall. And here was the second giant. And we know giants were never ever godly people. Show me one godly giant in the Bible. Do you know anyone? Call him out. But I found giants were always against God and always against God's people, at least in the Old Testament. Is this true? Or do you know any godly giant? Pastor Gary. Yes? No. No. But I have everywhere where the giants were, they were always opposing the work of God. There is nothing just like that. Oh, Lord, make him a great giant for you. No, make him perhaps a humble servant for you. God can't use giants. They have too much trouble to bend their knees. It's far too, far too low for them. But it is good when you can bend your knees and pray to God. Hallelujah. And that's so important. Now, the Bible shows, shows us 
many incidences where giants were always opposing the work of God. And where giants appeared, there was always trouble. You remember these 12 spies that were sent out. You know, Joshua sent them out. And what was the first thing they said? Some came with a giant, uh, what do you call it again? You know, this grape. They, they came and showed this. And others said, well, we saw the Enakims. The Enakims. These were the giants. And we saw ourselves like grasshoppers. And certainly they looked at us as grasshoppers too. And so the people were scared. Now these giants they saw were opposing the will of God. And everywhere where you look and see giants, they're always opposing the work of God. Now we see here, Joshua killed almost all Anakim in Joshua chapter 11, 22. There were no Anakim left in the land of the sons of Israel, only in Gaza, in Gath, and Ashdod. There were three places where they came from. And that's very interesting. David fought Goliath once as a young man. And so there was none, no one found in Israel who could fight against this man. And when he brought the lunch for his brothers then, and he saw this giant coming out in the valley and crying out, who can fight me? And David was inquiring, what sort of guy is this down there? Oh, be, be quiet. You have got no, no idea. By the way, whom did you entrust the sheep? You came here only to, to see what's going on. Go back to your sheep, his brother said. But he inquired, who is this? Who wants to fight with him? And nobody in Israel was keen and, and courageous enough to fight him. Little David said, I'm going to fight him. Hallelujah. And all the scoffing I could imagine, his brother said, well, you, you will fight him? And what did David say? And that's interesting. When David prepared himself for the battle against Goliath, he said, the battle is the Lord's. It's not my battle. It's the Lord's battle. Now, when you fight against the powers of darkness, when you battle against Satan, he is tempting you with all sorts of things from left and right and so on. And you have read and heard men of God have fallen by the left side, by the right side. But you might say, well, if these guys or these men couldn't stand, I couldn't stand perhaps either. But I tell you, there is power in the name of Jesus. And David battled 
And he won the battle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's wonderful. When he fought this battle, he said, the battle is the Lord's. Now regarding spiritual warfare and battle, Peter gives us a very important thought. We read it in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 9. But resist him firmly in your faith. Resist him. Don't give up and say, well, all is gone. Other men of God couldn't handle it. I can't handle it either. Don't give up. Do what Peter says. He says, resist him firm in your faith. Hallelujah. Do you resist Satan who comes against you? Now, this was the second encounter with a giant. David had over many, many enemies, victor, uh, victory, and he fought against them. And his kingdom was the kingdom that fought all the battles. And his son, Solomon, didn't have to battle anything anymore because all the enemies were being battled and fought by David. Now there was this giant, and his name was Ishbi Benop. Now he was there, and this giant, he was looking for someone. He knew the one who killed his relatives perhaps 40 years ago. He is amongst them. And he was around David and all the Philistines. And this giant wanted to come and kill him. Did you know there was an old, new battle? Sat satanic, demonic powers and forces might come against you so massively that you don't know what to do. Now in this giant, he was just about, and listen, his spear, how big it was. Heavy thing, and being pierced by that, that would have killed him, certainly. And somebody saw, saw it, that this giant was aiming at David. And there was, Somebody, Abishai. He saw David is in danger. And he killed him. I met a pastor in Germany. And he was a co-pastor of a big church of a big city in Germany. And he said to me something. He said, I was doing visitation in the church, and once I visited a family. And he said, before I came to the Lord, 
I uh, liked a little bit, you know, what this means. Yes? Alcohol. And all of a sudden, years after that, he was in the ministry, serving the Lord faithfully. All of a sudden, a massive desire fell up on him as he rang the doorbell. A desire to get really, really drunk. And he knew this is Satan. One of the old battles he has overcome through Jesus Christ. And this desire came out of the so-called, out of the blue, from the air, where demons and Satan is ruling, falling upon him. So really, really, really get drunk. I call it a second attempt of a giant. Do you know this situation? Things in your life you had for years and years victory over. And all of a sudden, like a thunder comes upon you, this old desire. You never had to fight against these things because you had victory in Jesus. But now it's there again, a second giant by a different name, a massive spear, and a new sword. And he was just about to come and fall upon David. But we read Abishai. One of the servants of David saw it. What did he do? He stepped in right away and killed the lion or the giant. Amen? And killed him. You know what it teaches me? Only you know your battle with things. You had for many, many years victory over, and perhaps all of a sudden it comes upon you. Like this preacher in Germany said, I don't know what happened. It was an attack of Satan out of the air to get really, really drunk. And he had to battle there after he rang the doorbell. There and then, and he prayed. And in the name of Jesus, he overcame Satan. Hallelujah. There is victory. There is victory. Don't go into dangerous areas where you know you could fall spiritually. Don't look at pictures or, or films or like. Don't look at these things. Resist them firm in your faith. Hallelujah. After many victories, you're facing a new old battle. As I said, this pastor, he said to me, it was so massive, but he has run already. He couldn't run away from the door and get drunk. Hallelujah. 
but he had to pray through. And he got a victory. Hallelujah. Such a wonderful victory that he was able to speak about these things freely in my presence. I think my wife was there too. That is victory, hallelujah. When you, when you can talk about these things, I was close to fall, but I got victory. Hallelujah. There was a second encounter of David with a giant. Do you know that face of your second giant you are encountering? Do you remember this face? Do you see it? Things you long, long have forgotten. Satan is trying to get you to old bad habits. Trying to. I don't know what it is in your life, but the Spirit of God is pointing now in your life. And if he is pointing to in your life and you understand which one it is, you need an Abishai. Abishai saw it that his brother or his king actually was in deep trouble. He didn't turn around and said, well, I better go away, otherwise I might be falling too. No, he took his sword and killed this giant, hallelujah. Be a giant killer. The second encounter of this giant. Now, David, he was old, as I said, and when I looked it up, it's estimated he was about 60 years. No longer this ruddy, strong young man. He was fainting. It was hard for him. And young people follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. There are perhaps elderly people who have fallen victim of Satan, a second attack of a giant. He was trying. Now, his name, Ishbi Benop, means dweller of the mountain. Stop. What do you think, right or no? Right now. Dweller of the mountains. What, where leads your thought to at the moment now? Dweller of the mountain. Anybody knows? You know what I'm thinking? When I was preparing, dweller of the mountain, have you ever read in Matthew chapter 4, when Jesus was in the wilderness? Jesus overcame Satan at the first time. And then he led Jesus where? Onto a high Mountain. He led Jesus onto a high mountain. That means 
perhaps the dweller of the mountain, Satan, this giant, came to Jesus and he showed him all the things of the world, all the glories and all these wonderful youth parties and all these things he showed him. And he said, you can have everything. You can have everything. What are you doing here in the wilderness? Fasting and hungering and thirsty. You can have it by just a little thing. What was the deal? Anybody knows that? Who said it? Peter, yes. Fall down and worship. Just a little thing. Jesus made no deal with Satan. Amen. Hallelujah. Otherwise, the whole salvation would have been wasted and his blood would have been wasted if it would have gone to the cross anyway. Dweller of the mountain. Dweller of the mountain. Things, Christians battling now with is often unheard of. Divorcing and remarrying was 20, 30 years ago when I was a young man growing up in a church in Bremen or Liegenthal. Unheard of. Unheard of. Living together without being married was not acceptable. Unheard of. All these things Satan brings to you and the second encounter with a giant. Many have fallen victim of these things in this world. They might have before they came to Jesus somehow involved in pornography and all that garbage and sinful things. And all of a sudden, there is the battle again there. The battle again is there. The dweller of the mountain shows you all these things. And these things you will overcome or they will overcome you. And there was one servant of David there and he saw this. But Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, helped him and struck the Philistine Philistine and killed him. Hallelujah. Have an eye on your brother next to you who might be suffering, who might be suffering under this attack of a second giant. It's the same 
satanic power as it was before when you came to Jesus. And we see here, he struck him. He helped him. The King James Bible says that David was surrounded by the Philistines. And now he overcame through Abishai. Do you have a brother called Abishai? Do you have a brother next to you who is bearing your burden and is praying for you? and has taken your sword, if the second giant wants to kill you with the old things, you long, long had victory over. Now, when he was saved by Abishai, then the men of David said to him, let's read. Verse 17, B. Then a man of David swore to him, saying, You shall not go out against with us to battle, so that you do not extinguish the lamp of Israel. David was a very important person in Israel. The world doesn't know anything about David. But I ask you a question. What do worldly people know about Solomon? Anybody knows that? Anybody knows that? No? I tell you what they know. He had a thousand wives. That's all they know. They don't know anything about the wisdom he received, but his downfall. They know it. So, well, he had a thousand wives around him. He lived in glory and everything. And Solomon said, all these things are like Vanity. Vanity is like groping after wind. I can't get a hold of it. You might enjoy it for a time, but I can't get a hold of it. Now, this second encounter in David's life was so important, and his, his servant, Abishai, helped him. You need an Abishai in your life, a brother with whom you could share your secret things and sins and pray with that you would get victory, victory, victory. We sing this song, victory we have in Jesus Christ. Amen, hallelujah. If you can't get victory, and that is so important, and we know the damage that has been done. And as David sinned the first time, we know his sin, don't we? In 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 14. 
Nathan came to David and told him the story that somebody took the sheep of a very poor man. Although that poor man loved this sheep, he had it on his heart. And little sheep and lamb can be very, very cute, aren't they? Anybody has seen little sheep lambs like that? Yeah, they are so cute. I remember I young man in Germany, he was more or less a youth evangelist or children evangelist. And we had him in our church, and one day he came along with a white little lamb like that. And we took him in our house, that lamb too. Then uh, you should have seen, he gave the lamb the bottle. He had to feed this little lamb. And I tell you what, the lamb was drinking and the little tail, you know? They went like this. The lamb was happy. And he took this lamb in order to have some illustration for the children when he had his children's ministry. Very interesting. Now on David... Uh, Nathan told him the story. There was a rich man. He had everything. And he got a visitor. But he wanted to slaughter a lamb for his visitor. And he had many sheep. And so, but he went to this poor man and took that sheep and killed and made a nice feast for the one who visited him. And David said, this man deserves death. And what did Nathan say? Very cool. What did he say? You are that man. You are that man. And to this cause, why you did it, and that's why, and we read in 2 Samuel chapter 12, 14, However, because by this deed you have, you have given an occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme the child also that is born to you shall surely die. Sin doesn't come without any cost. David learned it. David learned it. And you have given an occasion for the enemies to blaspheme against God. Imagine, of course, all the stories from a royal household they went through all of Israel, you know, and when David was there and repented in Psalm 51, it was all good, it was all good, but the heathen didn't know his repentance when he was crying out to God. They didn't know what did they know. He took the poor man's 
wife. You gave an occasion for the enemies to blaspheme. When men of God live not rightly before God, that gives a reason for blaspheming God and the church. And even many Christians, if they see that their so-called hero fell, they say, well, I can't believe anything anymore. In whom was your faith then? In a man? In a TV preacher or so? My faith is in Jesus Christ, the solid rock. And you gave you the idea to sing this morning, Gary. Praise the Lord. Did you know what I was going to preach? No, good. Good on you. Keep going that way. Receive from the Lord the solid rock on whom we stand. It's not on any famous preacher around the world. I don't know whatever and wherever and how many sermons he had preached may be all good, but you must stand on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, <clears throat> and they said, now listen, you can't come with us anymore, David. You're not a young man. By the way, he was about 60, and 60 is not that old, is it? No? No, we don't want you. Because if you are going to be killed, it will be another great, great occasion for the enemies of God against God and against Israel. You remember about 10, 15 years ago, one, of the, one after the other of the great so-called televangelists who fell. The world knows about them better than we sometimes. And he became a mocking stock. That's why it's important the second encounter. If Satan is trying to get you into a battle and you can't get the victory, Reach to your right side and left side and say, Abishai, help me. Help me. Pray with me. I need to get total victory over all the things I once had. I want this victory totally. Hallelujah. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Otherwise, we are preaching a Mickey Mouse gospel. I want to preach the gospel gospel of Jesus Christ and you are called for victory in Jesus name even over the second encounter with a giant 
Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. And he shall be lifted high above all other names. Through you fall, David, you gave an occasion of the enemies of God. Stick close to Jesus. Stick close to your brothers. Remain in prayer. Find an Abishai in this church to help to pray for you. The victory is won by lifting Jesus higher. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know why I should preach this sermon this morning. I was battling the whole week before the Lord. Lord, give me a word. If you can receive it, Act upon it and have victory in Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, I thank you for everyone here. Lord, you want your people to be holy as you are holy. And I thank you, Lord, we can't get it in our own strength, but we know that you, Jesus, have overcome Satan. And through you, Lord, we also are able to overcome the onslaught of a second giant in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you.